we are live. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Shifty Perspective. We are back after a two-week hiatus and uh, this week we have Daniel Grimwood. He is a comedian, a general funny guy, interesting, yeah. all-round lovely bloke. Uh, I've wanted to have oh. him on the podcast since I started, so I'm personally happy that this is happening right now. So, hey, Dan, Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you, man. That's, that's a lovely little introduction. Thank you very much. Well, I feel you deserve a uh, some kind of fanfare or something. <laughs> I'm not sure what I've done to deserve this, but I'll just I'm just taking all the compliments I can get at the moment. So, oh, cool. Yeah, wow. sweet. Cheers, man. Uh, how's uh, how's life treating you at the moment? How, how are you it's, doing? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Cheers. Um, other than obviously the obvious huge global pandemic that we're all uh, yeah. you know happily and joyfully experiencing, you know. I'm just existing, man. I'm just just trying to get through each day until we go back to normal. Do you yeah. think we are going to go back to normal? I mean, like, what is normal? Uh, well, exactly. That is, that's a yeah nice, deep opening question there. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is normality, Dan? <laughs> um, I don't know, mate. Yeah, because, well, like you say, what is normal? You know, it's, it's a hard thing to go back to. It's like just taking your face mask off and, you know, being able to have concerts and all that sort of stuff. Obviously, that would be... That'd be yeah. pretty sweet. That's something I'm really missing right now is, is the live. Oh music. yeah, man. Tell me about it. Like I say, I would, I, I want to just make a slight correction to your introduction and say that I'm a comedian in progress. I've done in like progress. a handful of gigs. <laughs> so anybody that's like, oh, this guy might have some really good tips on like how to get started and <laughs> stuff. No, I've got fucking nothing for you. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm amateur at best, but um, yeah, like, well, yeah, this whole, I'd, I'd before Corona thing gets uh, kicked off, I'd set up like some local gigs and stuff. So I was getting, yep. you know, just starting to find my feet a little bit and really enjoy it. And then obviously cool. this kicked off and it just brought everything to a grinding fucking halt. So I wanted Shit. to go over so we can go back to, you know, doing that sort of business, obviously. Yeah, man. I mean, have you been able to like, are you writing comedy right now? Are you? Yeah, you- I mean, just general thoughts and, and doodles. Again, I don't know if you could call it straight up comedy it might be like some people might read it and think it's a manifesto or something like that do you know okay. <laughs> going into politics then is that the next move uh i don't think any party would have me i'd have to i'd have to set up my own like the, the miserable the... miserable bold bastards party or something i can join that mate i'll mm. fucking support you yeah. straight up there's, yeah. there's plenty of us about man plenty <laughs> yeah. of us about I'm just going to quickly check that we are um well, we are definitely live but just check that the link is available yeah okay the link is up so Sweet. hopefully, and uh, oh, and we've got somebody watching right now. Um, hopefully, we'll have a couple of other people as this Hello, gets posted. Viewer. Hello, number one person, <laughs> number one fan. Maybe my mum, maybe your mum. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what uh, what have you been doing? Do you, have you been on lockdown? Like, have you been out of work? Have you been? Um, I've, yeah, I've like, been. I've, yeah, I've been lucky, man. Um, not a lot really changed for me because I work at a supermarket, so I was you know, a, a key worker, which felt oh, just wow. fucking bizarre to be put up on these, on these lists of like doctors, nurses, <laughs> shop assistant. I was like, really? Yeah. Like, I get like, you know, you're keeping the country going and all the rest of it, but yeah, like not a lot, not a lot really changed for me. Like other than having to do the distancing and, yeah. and, you know, putting up the screens and wearing masks and all that sort of jazz. So. Have you got um, sick or anything? Is it? No, no, I've been, been lucky. I've been paranoid because I'm a bit of a hypochondriac. So when it's when it started, I was coming home and just being like, I think, I think I've got it. I think this is it. Like, and I was, I was just, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
get my missus to like check my pulse and everything. Like, oh my god! I mean, I do that on a nightly basis anyway, because like, say, I'm, I, I get like the slightest little twinge or something. I think that's it. Like, I'm gonna lose a hand or I'm having a stroke oh, no. or this is, you know. Do you yeah. Google shit? Like, do you um, are you one of those people that like you know you get you get a, a tingly hand and then you Google it and you're like, ah, oh, this is goodbye world, you know? I, like, I I was I was until I did it like. <laughs> three or four times and realized that, hey, Google's obviously not a medical professional and neither am I. Yeah. That's just a stupid idea. Plus, if you type into Google, like, tingly right hand, <laughs> like, like the, the, the diagnos- um, diagnosis that you're going to get off, uh, off a Google doctor is just going to, it could be any number of things. So, yeah, I did it like two or three times and then just thought this is not helping the situation Definitely. at all. So, yeah, I don't do that. I just go to doctors instead and harass them. I went to a doctor once before... I was flying out to um, Australia for a bit and I thought I'd go get like a general, a general checkup or whatever. And I walked into the doctor's office and it was like this real heavily pregnant um, doctor as well. She was like ready to, okay. she just didn't want to be there. And I didn't need to be there. Like oh. that was the problem. So I walked in and I asked this doctor these three questions verbatim, like in this order I said, am I going to have a stroke? Like, just, just immediately, like, right here and now, can you check? Uh, <laughs> do I have lung cancer? And uh, what was the other one I asked her? Yeah, am I diabetic? So, what? you know what I mean? I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm one of the reasons that they're probably trying to privatise the NHS in this oh, country. Shit. Those just, are all things they can't really give you an answer to on the spot, generally. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I just shouldn't be Googling any sort of medical terms. I should just stay the fuck away from it. So when all this stuff kicked off, I was like, ah, oh, brilliant, this is... This is really going to help my situation. You do get you, a bit of a cough, but yeah, yeah. Do you worry, like, is your, um, you know, when you're paranoid about being sick, does it actually, like, keep you up at night? Or is it like, ah, oh, maybe I'm sick? Uh, it has. It has. But only, yeah, but again, that's just, that's normally after a couple of herbal cigarettes and then your brain starts yeah. a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, Definitely, I know the feeling for sure. Most of most of my like keep keep you awake at night stuff is uh, is just general. What the fuck are you doing with your life? Sort of business. I don't know. Like, if, I think that's something that most people feel at some point. You know, you're lying there, mm-hmm. and you're just like all the decisions that I've made in my life. Like, they've got me to like right now trying to fall asleep on this day. Have I made <laughs> have I made the right decisions? On and the carnival just kicks into like a hyperdrive. Then before you know, it's three o'clock. Existence and fuck. Then you've got work and it's like, oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I question like every single choice. Like literally, like I think I, I like I'll be in bed and I'll be thinking like, wow, imagine if I didn't, you know, go to this shop at this time. Imagine if I didn't leave this job and do this. Or my, and like, yeah. you know, all of these different things. It's, it's insane. And you never know if it's the right decision. Well, there isn't a right decision, I guess. I mean, well, that's, that's the beautiful thing about it, isn't it? There is no right or wrong to it it's just choices and if they're working out in your favor then awesome keep doing what you're doing and if they're not then you, you got to fucking reevaluate and reassess and stuff i mean that's that's what i'm kind of in the process of trying to do with myself at the moment is um is just sort of take a step back from just everything everything that i've ever sort of thought and had an opinion on just sort of step back and go hang on how much do i really know about what i'm talking about especially especially yeah. it's so easy like with you know social media and stuff to just have a strong opinion about some headline that you read and i'm terrible for it i get sucked in by clickbait and bullshit all the time because you go oh my god i can't believe that's that's a thing and you go or keyboard warrior on something you realize hang on hey i don't really know what the fuck i'm talking about 
I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just sort of going off like, and it's it's like it's an emotional response to something. You know what I mean? That's that's where a lot of that social media bullshit I think comes from is the emotional quick fire response to some little oh, headline sure. that you've read about. So I'm just trying to take a step back from all of that, be less naive to the like just global situations in general and realize I can't go out there trying to fix the world if if I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's very true. I mean, it's quite kind of ironic that we're st- sat here on a platform talking about things, probably having some kind of influence when essentially both with no expertise in probably all of the subjects that we're going to talk about, really. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so if like you're a- listening, don't fucking listen. <laughs> <laughs> don't take any of the advice that is handed out by me. <laughs> just, just, yeah, take it with whatever bag of salt you need to, man. I find like it's really difficult though with with social media because like we're in these bubbles and you know like I am I'm you know I'm definitely left leaning and so and a lot of my friends tend to be uh, of the left if not pretty strong far left um, a lot of them so I then see things that are particularly suited to my bubble and yeah. so then you know, I think the world is in this one way when the world's you know really not in this one way and 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 then you just like it can be quite a bit of a shock. I think like uh, things like the elections and like Brexit and stuff, yeah. were, like the real kind of triggering moments for me where I was like, fuck, I actually like, I live in a bit of a bubble. And I need to get myself out of this. Um, Cause mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought everyone's going to like vote to stay in Europe. I thought no one's going to vote for the Tories. Yeah. No? Yeah. hundred percent. And and like you said, it's, it's because especially whether it's Facebook or whatever it is, you, you're, you're liking the pages that you like. So like so you're, you're yes. going to get all the information from all the sources that you enjoy. So I, I was exactly the same, especially with the last election here. I was convinced that I was like, there's no way that Boris Johnson's going to win for his behavior and the way he dodged interviews and just his general assholeness. I was yep. like, there's no way people are going to vote for that. But then you look at what the, the, you know, the, the media portrayal of Corbyn and all the rest of it. And, and don't get me wrong. I, I didn't think he was the Messiah. Like I was, I was, very strongly supported him, but I, I knew yeah. know, he's not like he's not just going to fix all the world's problems. It just seems like a far better option than than that nonsense. But um, I had a point there, and I, I just started rambling. I forgot where I was going. You thought he was going to be, uh, you know, a no-brainer, guaranteed to be winning. Oh, I think. yeah, yeah, um, and and yeah, and because you you have that that sort of uh, like I say that bubble of of similar opinions, it kind of just makes you believe that everyone out there feels the same way as you. And obviously that's not the case. So I, I, you know, I think it's important to, you've got to engage with the people you disagree with. And it's, and, and at the moment there just seems to be so much like polarization of you're either on the left or you're on the right. And if you try to take any sort of central position and go, well, hang on, maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B that we need. Yep. You're, you're, you're kind of, it's like with us or against this kind of attitude and, and for sure far right don't help that cause obviously and the far left don't help that cause so everybody's just butting heads and you feel like you've got to pick a side i feel i've been driven more to the right by the left and like like i have always identified as uh, as left wing and mm. you know very i'm you know very uh, left on my social values and i'm you know I'm, and my fiscal values as well however by having more i guess centrist opinions or even not even centrist opinions that I would consider left, but aren't in line with like off, what is often the the strong let narrative of the left. Yeah, you then get like turned on. You know, they're like I feel that the left is generally 
more self-aggressive and you know they, than than the right is. I think like the left turn on themselves, and by doing that, they isolate people who would normally be supporters, and then you're just left with this fringe of like you know crazy weird. Um, I'm not going to say what I was going to say because you know <laughs> I'm about to insult a whole group of but people again. Man. But that's it. That you, you you're almost like almost censoring yourself you know what i mean because yeah. you don't you don't want to upset people which is which is nice enough but at the same time to make any sort of progress you, you've got to you've got to upset a few a few people like there's not everybody's going to agree not everybody's no. going to get along and it's that like i said before it's that that pick a side and if if you don't follow all of our ideology and all of the 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 tenants that we follow you know if you're not if you've got uh-huh. some sort of like even a tiny bit of like a homophobic joke that you've said five yeah. years ago or something then you must be part of the right wing or <laughs> it's just it just seems yeah seems mad that you, that you can't just sort of go yeah. let's try a bit of both don't get me wrong like I, I mean, i'll say this now i will probably never ever vote tory i'm never gonna mm-hmm. go like that far but if they came out and said look these are the policies that we're gonna go with and we will do them and they were good solid policies you've got to go with that it's 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 yeah. It's way easier to just put a flag over yourself and say, this is how I identify. But nobody's like that because we're all like, there's, there's so many little subtle differences to our individual character and your, your history and your background and where you've come from and what you're doing and where you're going, that you can't just go, right, I'm on the left or I'm on the right. No. And by doing that, you're kind of isolating yourself and actually you're shooting yourself in the foot because it just puts you like, yeah, in, in this little box, which, which limits you greatly. I, I think change is something that is actually really positive. So a change in, in opinion, like it's, it's important. I mean, of course, mm. I'm not suggesting that, you know, you, you believe in like free education and actually you should turn around and become a right wing Nazi and believe that, you know, like all Jews should get killed. Um, you know, maybe there are, there are different extremes of change, but yeah. like, to be willing to shift on your opinion is so important. Like, you know, there's so many things that like I used to be like, right. I, I guess the prime example for me, I can think of would be heavy metal music. <laughs> I fucking loved heavy metal music. Yeah. And I used to say, I only listen to heavy metal. All of the music is shit. I mean, ironically, I was even like, you know, at some point rap music is terrible. <laughs> and I, there's no skill in it because I just didn't understand it. And I was just so blindsided by, it. you know, I was like 13. Yeah. And, you know, I said, I'm always going to wear an Iron Maiden top or a Slayer top or Slipknot top. And you will never find me wearing anything else. And like, yeah, uh, that, that was so, it was minded. 100% yeah, with you on that. Because I was, to be honest, exactly the same. I was Metallica yeah. all the way when I was a teenager from like, <laughs> Well, from probably about 11 to 17 or something like that, it was just heavy metal all the way. Like, and like no other music could compare. If you, if you even put on, well, anything other than that, I was yeah. like, not, not interested. And then, yeah, like I say, as you get a bit older, you start hanging out with some different people and new ideas come to you. You just start like seeing some new, you know, hearing some new music and stuff. And I remember it was Andy C, Body Rock. That was the tune that changed everything <laughs> for me even. It just made me like, no way. Yeah, sitting so, in a garage for, for like, you know, started like smoking a bit of weed and all the rest of it for the first time and go, discovering that world. And then, yeah, Andy C Body Rock came on. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I could, yeah, I could bounce, <laughs> I could bounce to this all night. Yeah, go on then. And then, yeah, it just fucking, you take off from there, don't you? It was pretty much a similar thing to me. It was, uh, it was Andy C and Brian G. Um, yeah. There was a, a drum and bass set and, uh, I was like, what? This is like, you know, and I kind of told myself 
that you know this is the closest thing to electronic heavy metal really you know um it's, uh, it, it follows like almost a similar structure really i, I yeah. thought like i'm not like, <laughs> not musically minded really but like in, in terms of like how you construct it or whatever mm -hmm. but you, you've got that sort of the build up and then, then the, the breakdown and the heavy build up again. And then when it just drops, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just makes yes. you go, come on then. Oh my God. I, but, I yeah. bloody love drum and bass so much. <laughs> when did you first get into rapping and how did you actually get into that? Uh, that was, um, that was again, similar, similar sort of uh, time really. I was about 16, 17. Um, and then last year of school, just hanging out with guys that were just, just into it you know and just sort of yeah escalated into there i mean i've got to admit like i haven't i haven't really wrote any any raps or anything or any bars for like ages now man. like ages same same on my beatboxing like that's that was actually I no. say, that was how that was how i got into the like the hip-hop side of things is that i heard um what was it razel if your mother yeah. only knew like the classic oh. like, which i'm pretty yeah. sure anyone in our sort of age range would have like said if they were into beatboxing that was one of the first things that they heard because it was yep. um like pre-youtube and all that sort of stuff as well so yep. you have to actually like find it on humanbeatbox.com and uh yeah and like and listen to all the little battles or whatever they had on there so i started doing beatboxing and then had a go at like um yeah writing a few a few little bars and stuff and yeah kind of put it there but i've, I've always enjoyed it like, yeah yeah like the beatboxing and stuff yeah, I'd be, um, a couple of guys that I hung out with as well, like they were beatboxers as well. So we'd kind of battle each other and like test each other and yes, yeah, and and uh, and teach each other that way. But um, it was mostly just trying to imitate at first, imitation, and then figuring out what I could do or try and find my own little um, unique sounds or whatever it was. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, yeah. I mean, I still do it like occasionally, but now I just sort of go along with like some drum and bass on in the background or whatever. <laughs> I really, really was quite upset when you said that you uh, stopped beatboxing. Oh, I apologize, man. I apologize. I, I think you are one of the most talented beatboxers that I've had the honor of. Very <laughs> stateless, to be honest. Like, uh, you do crazy things with your mouth. Like, thank you. Well, thank you very much. That's, <laughs> that, can be the, that can be the tagline for this show. He does crazy <laughs> things with his mouth. Yeah, tune in. We've got tune to watch the video to understand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, my God. Yeah, what, yeah. what have you just decided you um, you don't want to do it anymore? It's just it's just trying to focus on more on the comedy side of stuff and um, just yeah, just trying to focus on on different things in my life. I want to like I was saying earlier, go through that sort of change. I guess you yeah. know, I'm looking I'm looking at going back to uni actually as well is what I'm hoping to really do, is um, go back do a psychology degree with a PGCE thing so I can basically become psychology teacher. Is the, is the avenue I'm going down, but there's a lot of hurdles and stuff I've got to jump through first. Um, with all, like, say, all this corona nonsense doesn't help, but uh, yeah, that's 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 where I'm focused on. So that's why I'm just I'm trying to just focus solely on that. I think you would be a fantastic teacher. <laughs> Thanks, man. I think you should definitely. Uh, I think you should probably be teaching adults or older people not yeah. kids um, <laughs> yeah i don't want to i don't want to deal with those parents evenings do you know what i mean yeah. like, what have you been putting inside <laughs> my, inside my kid's head like, just knowledge man just knowledge they know everything now <laughs> they, they just question me at home all the time it's like yeah they need to question everything yeah <laughs> yes for sure so uh what's the what's the pathway of that then have you got like um 
uh, can you just go straight to university or have you got, because I guess you, you've not studied for, you know, what, over a decade probably, right? Yeah, well, like, yeah, I graduated from Birmingham eight eight years ago now, I think, seven, eight years ago, okay. something like that. Um, so What's I'm, your degree in now? Uh, film and visual effects. Which, <laughs> yeah, that, that, I really used it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> It was fun. It was wicked to do. I got lots of lots of um, good memories from from doing it, and it's where I met my missus, who's now my wife to be. So that's Ooh. the that was the best thing that came out of that experience. The best thing, the best, best <laughs> yeah, best thing. Um, so yeah, I, I guess like I'd, I'd be able to use those credits, whatever it is, and and find uh, find a way in that way. But I, my my problem at the moment is I don't know where I'm going to be living. That's a problem. I'm going to be moving somewhere in the country. Uh, depending okay. on uh, where my missus is with her job, so we're, we're basically in that yeah in that process of just figuring out where we're going to be, and then I can go right. I'll go to because I want to go back to a, a uni. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to do the yes. university yeah. or anything. Not there's anything wrong with the open uni at all. It's just I know what I'm like with trying to self study, yep. and I'm better to have somebody there and go right. You know, you need to have this done by this date, and we'll look at yeah. X, Y, and Z, and whatever you know, whatever it is. Does but, your uh, girlfriend work in uh, film or visual? No, she's uh, she well, she's a, a singer um, by by trade. To be fair, she's cool. a classical, classically trained singer, so she does like operas and that oh. sort of jazz. Whoa. Which uh, yeah, it's cool, man. She's she's really really good. <laughs> awesome. um, but she does that, and she does like a lot of uh, yeah music teaching and stuff, and she also right. does, yeah teaching. So okay, yeah, it's cool, cool then. It's funny, like hearing her uh, do a practice because when she's practicing and she'll she'll sit there quietly and she's like reading, like going along with the music and just sort of quietly reading the um, Italian or Spanish or Latin or whatever the. Oh, of course, it's all in another language, right? Operas aren't really in English. No, not not normally. But um, so she'll be sitting there, like kind of doing this. And I I swear she's like sounds like she's summoning demons or something. I'm sitting there trying to play the PlayStation and just chill, and she's like, "Yeah, that's It's creepy. It sounds like it's uh, maybe it's a cover. Maybe the opera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's not actually an opera singer. She's uh, she's the right hand lady of Beelzebub, and I just didn't. Oh whoa, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Actually, I, I really think... hope she's not fucking watching this now. <laughs> Well, you've got the opportunity. You've got a platform to say wonderful things, and you know I'm pretty sure most of what you said is wonderful. You know, you've yeah. been complimenting. Even the right hand of Bialzi brother would be quite a compliment, I think. Oh yeah, true. I mean, yeah, if she was going to be down there, she'd be like, she'd be up at the top of the, uh, <laughs> the echelon. She wouldn't. She wouldn't just be like getting tortured somewhere. She'd be like, no, no, I'm working my way up out of this. Don't you worry. I'll be, I'll, yeah. be, I'll be number two in charge. No, Running things awesome. on the seventh ring of Dante. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what we all aspire for? Definitely. I want to actually ask you yeah. uh, uh, about something that you're definitely not an expert on, but um, it's obviously an important topic at the moment and in, important to not spread misinformation. So I wanted to get your opinion on, on COVID and about how the government are handling it. Um, in the UK, I'm not really sure what's, what's happening. Uh, I've been told various things by different people. So yeah. I'd like to hear from you how it is and uh, what you think they're doing wrong, what they're doing right um, <laughs> and how they could fix it, you know? That's yeah. What, what are they doing right? Well, I can I can not a lot. There you go. There's there's three words. Okay. But like I say, I'm not a medical expert. I wouldn't know. But um, how they yeah okay. <laughs> how they've handled it, I think, is pretty appalling. Um, 
which is to be expected from, you know, Boris Johnson. He's just a he's just a fucking buffoon. He's just an idiot. Plunker. Like, yeah. He, he's well. I can't remember what the um, they're saying how many meetings he missed. He missed all like the Cobra um, meetings, all the briefings on it, and you know went off on his holidays and all that sort of jazz. And they just they just seem like a bunch of incompetent, uncaring assholes. Is really how they they come across to me. Um, and the way that, like I said, they're still so so quick to try and shift all the focus away from any sort of numbers or any sort of scandal onto things like oh, there's there's immigrants in boats on the channel. You know, quick quick. Look this way. Look this way. Don't look at all the fuck ups we've done. Look over here. And but then at the same time, they're quite happy in the papers to um, they, what was it? There was some sort of deadline for people to get out of France or something like that the other day for Brits, I think, to get back. Yeah, um, this weekend, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. And they had in the Daily Mail. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> these fucking pictures of um, and, and headlines. Of basically just saying our oh, British people really struggling, had to leave their kids behind, and some of them, some of them had to charter fishing boats to get across and get home. And you're just sort of thinking, well, you, you, you're fine when it's yeah English English white people. Let's, <laughs> let's be real. And then, yeah. but when it's people like fleeing a war zone, it's it's a completely different ball game. I've, I've digressed a little bit there, but um, no, it's, you're right. Though. But it's it comes, true. but it links back to that, like you say, the misinformation of it all, um, and it doesn't help. When you've got conspiracy theories left, right, and centre popping up, of again, people just tapping away, going, "I believe all of this is happening," and yeah. with the power of the internet, loads of people go, "Yeah, that sounds legit." And you're thinking, like the one that blows my mind is people saying that this is some sort of COVID cover-up to take down the elite paedophile ring of Hollywood, and what? and Donald Trump's trying to like take down the the, the pedos of Hollywood and stuff. I'm like, really? They they need like they need a global pandemic to do this that. This is, well, that's... I mean, I have seen some pretty disturbing things about the levels of the number of paedophiles in, oh, yeah. in power. And I'm, I've got no doubt that there's pedos at every fucking level of, uh, you know, society, high society, well, society in general. But, like, yeah. to think that... I, I just feel that people get their tinfoil hats on and they find any connection to just see that there is that everything is connected on a way that it's just not even tangible, you know? Um, that's, well, that's, the, that's the nice, easy link for any conspiracy theorist to go, oh, well, this must mean this because this happened here. And if you yeah. look back at this thing and it's just taking all the wires and crisscrossing them, and yes. maybe, there is, maybe there is some some links here or there. Maybe there is some, you know, mm. some serious fuckery going on that we don't know about. But then if that's the case, you don't know about it. Just get on with your life and enjoy yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, that's yeah. like I was trying to say before: is you, you're going out and you try and criticize the world and say like all of this shit's going on and we need to change this. Well, what are you doing to make yourself better first, so that you can then address that problem? And that's so you true. Know, you've got to pick your battles. There's so many. Like I say with the the whole, I watched the other day that Jeffrey Epstein thing on Netflix. Oh, the, is it any good? It's 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 not easy to watch to be honest with you because of you know the the details and the crimes it makes you kind yeah. of and you feel you just feel terrible for these women and the the similarity between the stories and just how he just wrapped people around in this sick little web of his um, it's like I say it's, it's it sounds really weird to say but it's interesting yeah but it's of course yeah yeah you know it's an interesting case but it's just fucking disturbing like how how he he got away with it but like I say that. Off the back of that, and again with this whole people, the, the, the conspiracy theorists want to make you believe that there's there's a pedo on every fucking corner. 
Yeah. And that everybody's trying to steal your kids and all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just, it, it puts out <clears throat> so much more fear into, into the world where it's like, well, let's, let's fucking, you know, and they, they cry that, but then they cry defund the police. Well, it's like, well, if you want to catch the pedos, you can't defund the yeah. police. Like, yeah. pick, your, pick your battle. Which one do you want? We want it all. We want it yeah. all and we want it now. That's the thing. Yeah. And we, we want to do it from behind our screens. We want to be oppressed and oppressor at the same time. And it yeah, just for sure. makes no fucking sense. Um, but yeah, back to, to the COVID thing. Sorry, again, just keep That's all right. no jumping about. But um, I, don't, I don't know what they could have done, what they could do now, sorry, to really make it much better. Because like, they knew this was going to happen. They knew it was coming from Italy and um, Spain and obviously China as well, like the way it had yeah. spread across. So immediately you'd have thought any sort of competent person would go, right, shut down the airports, start testing people, get masks ready, get lockdown ready. We're going to have to stop for a little bit to just make sure that we get this under control and like thousands don't fucking die. Evidently, they just went, nah, you'll be fine. Let mm -hmm. Cheltenham races go ahead. Like, you know, we've got nothing to worry about. We'll do the British stiff upper lip and we'll yeah. just let it run through the country. Like what planet is this guy living on? Um, you know what I mean? But now it's even. It seems that the UK is even stricter than everywhere else. Like we I, in the Netherlands, we've had a lockdown which has been very, very chilled. Like mm. um, for, there was a few months where, um, well, everyone everyone went to work. Like we we still worked, but we just had um, you had to uh, social distance, keep one and a half meters from people. And when you're in shops, you had to push around shopping trolleys all the mm. time so that you yeah you, know, you weren't going near people. Um, and then masks on public transport and they stopped all events and uh, you know, they closed down like pubs and stuff for, for about a month uh, and gyms or maybe two months. And then, but then they've, they've reopened everything um, uh, for the past like two, three months now. Yeah. Um, and it's, and people just have to wear masks on, on transport. What, and keep their distances. what, what have the cases been like in the Netherlands though? Uh, like, it's been I, I, stopped, I stopped following the, the numbers after the first few weeks. Cause I was like, this just seems like it's going to go, go crazy. Um, well, I mean, for the most densely populated country in Europe, it's not really, um, it's not. Is it the most? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I've there are 21.5 million cases worldwide confirmed. Yeah. Um, and the Netherlands has had 62,000 cases. Um, so like there's been a lot of cases, but it's also really difficult because you know i'm not a doctor so you know disclaimer what i say probably is wrong um <laughs> but, um i don't understand how to read the statistics correctly because they're taken 100%. and they're used yeah. in so many different ways so like i see some newspapers or some countries i follow you know i follow the news in different countries and, and they spin it in a certain way that it looks terrible in some ways they spin the same statistic in a good way to yeah. make it look good. Um, I've seen some pretty weird things in England. I, I, I saw um, something about, uh, where was it? The, was it Northampton or Norwich maybe? And it said, our oh, cases are up 600%, which looked, you know, that's a scary number to hear. And then mm. I actually looked into it and it was, there were six, there were six cases. It went from one, one case. Yeah. To, so if you, uh, if you take the extreme so. of the statistic, which you can easily do, it just, the numbers make anything look scary. Yeah, so sure. easily. So, well, I saw there was another one, something to do with like the again the immigration policy, and it was something like forty nine. No, sorry, it was the um, the vaccine. Um, if if they come up with a vaccine, 
49% of Britons would refuse to take it or something ridiculous like that. I don't <laughs> know if it was exactly that amount, but it's again, just trying to use the numbers to make you go, uh, oh, oh, I, no. again, which side am I on? Do I want it? Do I not want it? Da, 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 da. I mean, I honestly, I just don't know uh, and where I stand with it all because um, obviously there are people dying, but I also then read things about um, deaths that are not from COVID. Like I've seen, uh, there's been people whose family members have died 100% from something not related to COVID. You know, in fact, there was one guy who had a motorbike crash. Yeah. He died and his death was recorded as a COVID death because he was positive for COVID-19. He didn't realize. Yeah. It's which that's scary because then you know like uh, again i'm probably now what i'm doing is exactly what we just said we shouldn't be doing and uh, uh I'm, I'm now creating conspiracy theories <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. like it makes me think you know like why what would be the reason of inflating deaths because obviously it doesn't look good on a government lots of people dying so no i i understand them falsely make playing down deaths which is bad they shouldn't do but i can see their logic for that to seem good but then also you know why there are definitely cases and there are definitely areas of um yeah deaths being marked as covid people with heart attack dying of a heart attack and then they happen to be positive of covid yeah but there wasn't that that caused it you know they were like grossly overweight and they had a heart attack um, have, have they had any because I'd, I'd, I'd heard about this and seen that they'd they dropped the numbers quite a lot in the UK apparently because of that reason of, of deaths being cool. labelled wrongly. Um, so again, some random conspiracy theorist said if you add it all up, there's only been a thousand deaths from COVID. And I'm kind of thinking, really? <laughs> like they've got what, like forty nine thousand wrong? I can't imagine that being wow. the case. But um, it's probably somewhat something in the middle, isn't it? I mean, they're probably both. Uh, both they're probably yeah. not as accurate and they're probably nowhere near as accurate as a saint claims to be and it's probably not a thousand either you know that's probably the yeah. history though i'm just wondering if there's been like any medical there's got to be some medical professional out there that's answered the question and said this is why they might have been put down as a covid death because there's got to um, be some, some reason like you say if there's, a, if there's a chap that's been in a motorbike accident or something like that and mm -hmm. because he's positive for it he gets put down as a covid death is that something to do with like for research purposes or just because of the pandemic that's going on do you know what i mean like is there is there a logical mm. reason behind it i i don't know i mean as uh let's have a look let's i'll see we'll see what google says i mean that's probably yeah. the most qualified the thing answer, um, yeah. uh, how can bodies who die from COVID? nope what is mortality rate well that the mortality rate according to the world health organization is they think it's more like 0.6 percent so it's actually way lower than um people what they initially yeah. Well, they thought it was. They, they, the World Health Organization said two to three percent originally, and then some people were saying no, it's going to be like six percent or seven percent, and they were comparing it to like you know old pandemics like a hundred years ago yeah, and flu and stuff. Um, and then it, I think yeah. I think that's that's inevitable when an outbreak happens, and especially as as rapidly yes. as it spread, you 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 you're almost going to. It, it's like those guys back in the stock market back in the day that would overinflate the value of the company yes. just so they could make a little bit more. And make it look like they were doing better. So it's almost it's, that's probably a really shit analogy, actually. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. If, I mean, if you overestimate it and say, look, there's been a hundred thousand deaths, then everybody would should theoretically take everything a bit more seriously until they've got it under yep. control and can go, okay, actually, it's not as bad as we thought. But you may as well go the full hog straight away to make sure you can then bring it back.
it looks better as well, right? If you're if you say, oh, there's going to be like you know, we think there's going to be three percent deaths or five percent deaths, and then like it actually turns out it's 0.6 percent. You can say, look what a bloody great job we did. You know yeah. what? I deserve to take that holiday at the start. I deserve to. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'll have another kick to the race. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank yeah. you. Some oil, Baron. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> where, where do you want to start fracking? That's fine, mate. No problem. Yes. Oh my god. Wow, that's something that's gone a bit quiet, hasn't it? Fracking. Yeah, it was there was a, I think it was up in Northampton here or somewhere somewhere in old Lancashire somewhere that they were really they were really pushing for it to like try and get the fracking started and fair play to the locals and everybody that kept just turning up and you know holding hands and going we are strong you're not gonna frack our hometown and just yeah that proper stopped them. Well, you know, people, people power. <laughs> those, those uh, deep, profound lyrics there. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, strong. Deep lyrics in a catchy melody. You know, it's, <laughs> it's the way to change the world, for sure. <laughs> I don't know, man. Michael Jackson tried that for years, didn't he? And he, uh, yeah, and he got so far. Yeah, but I think, you know, he probably having like children sleep in his bed might have um, probably you know, affected the whole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to change the world. Come on, children. <laughs> no, Mike, Mike, the kids. Leave the kids here. They can't dig. They're too young. They don't... <laughs> Do, I'm doing the children. I mean, doing it for the children. I'm doing, I'm doing the children. For the children. Oh, my God. <laughs> what do you think about... Uh, have you heard about the whole thing of Michael Jackson being castrated? Did you, have you... Oh, he was chemi- yeah, chemically, chemically castrated. castrated? And, uh, back in the day. I... Do you think that's Look, true? I mean, I, who really cares? Who cares anymore? The guy's dead. Do you know what I mean? Like, Even Very if true. it was, like... What difference yeah, does it make to, to what happens to him now? He was just, the poor guy was just talented as fuck, but clearly loopy. Not, yeah, for With, sure. You know, a few sandwiches short of a picnic basket. I think that's generally what happens when you have a child with such talent and you have parents which are just, you know, so just, obsessed with their yeah, child super pushing. famous. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it's abusive, you know? It's, I mean, obviously he was actually abused, but like, you know, I, I think in general, you know, when you see like these like beauty pageant, you know, kids and like, oh, it's, you know, like dancing yeah. girls and stuff, and you know, they're yeah. like six years old and their mums are doing it. You know, I just want them to be a tap dancer and it's all like, yeah. they're just, the whole life is about it. And the poor kid, like, is going to have some mental well, What was that um, Honey Boo Boo? Do you remember her a few years ago? Honey Boo Boo. Honey oh. Boo Boo, yeah. She was like, I think she got put into pageants and stuff but she was one of those american reality shows and her mum was just this big american lady one of those it's like it looks like a bullfrog i think she lost a lot of weight now but like at the time she just had a big bullfrog sort of face going on and the kid was mental because they just kept feeding her with red bull and fucking god knows what so sad yeah and she and was wonder, like, on TV, I, like this was, there was an actual Oh, TV yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was, I think there was a, a couple series, at least a couple seasons of it. And it's like, I'm <laughs> honey boo boo, look at me shake my belly. And you're like, no, you're, you're really not fair. Eight, like, yeah, you're eight years old for fuck's sake. You should be, uh, you shouldn't look like a beach ball. Sorry. No, you just no. Shouldn't be that, that size at eight. That's something that I feel is really, really important and gets completely, completely, um, like you're not allowed to talk about, you know, this is the whole PC, you know, uh, maybe, maybe the left. Uh, yeah. I think it's a thing with the left is obesity. Like it seems that you cannot, you know, what you just said, then w- people will be angry at, you know, p- they, I, I am sure that people will listen to this and be like, don't fucking judge because, you know, she's just big and blah, blah, blah. You know, she's beautiful and all this stuff. It's like, well, no, like you're, this is unhealthy. Like, like you're, you're, 
when you're obese, your your actual health is being affected by yeah, yeah, yeah you're at risk. You're going to die younger, and you're going to live a, a less uh, less healthy, happy life because of your uh, diet. Yeah. And that's the thing people can't. I don't know. It's a taboo to talk about. It's like I think it's 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 the way that you go about it, isn't it? Again, like if you're if you're just out there pointing and laughing and going, who ate all the pies? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Look at the chunky. Look at the chunky. <laughs> you know, that's obviously, that's just mean. That's just bullying. But yeah, like, of course. Given, given the facts of the situation and saying, listen, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, by being, being of a certain, over a certain weight, like I say, it's detrimental to your health. And not only that, like, let's be, it's a bit gross. Mm-hmm. The idea that like, like like those those like plus size models. I, I hate that term plus size model because you're just a model. Like yes. if, if you if you put That's the true. plus size into it, it's not that it's normalizing like or, or saying that you know big isn't beautiful or anything like that, because everyone's got their own preference. We all we all pick our pick our flowers from the garden, do you know what I mean? <laughs> some people like little ones and some people like big bunches of flowers. And there's nothing yes. wrong with that. And if you're happy, that's the main thing. If you're happy in yourself and you're happy shoving pies into your face and all the rest of it, good for you. But don't try and normalize it as this sort of way to live, as like it's it's a as it's as as if it's like a healthier, not a healthier option, but like it's a sensible option. Because it's not. I don't I don't honestly think that you really can be truly happy. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that every single person who is obese is is depressed but i feel that um deep down if you break if you, if you break it down or if you uh, speaking to people who were obese and um have lost that weight who before said that they were happy with it have all said that like it's a coping mechanism you know like they eat because like they eat when they feel sad you know or they eat when they you know to deal with something or that it's just yeah it's, it's you know it's an addiction yeah. and like most people i i think a, the same mind does not find addiction um, as a, a positive thing. You know, of course, in the moment it's comforting. You know, mm-hmm. if you know doing that lines, injecting that thing, getting pissed yeah. all, all the time. You know, like in the moment, it's a coping mechanism. It's a way of making yourself either numb to something or or feeling something. Yeah, um, oh, but, dude, absolutely. You know, I'm sitting here saying about like people eating loads of pies and all the rest of it, but I smoke, so it's oh really? It's no, you know, I'm trying to quit. Like I'm, I'm trying. I'm really trying. He says, <laughs> you know what "Yeah, I mean? what, what is that? How, what is trying? Um, <laughs> have you? How long the longest you've gone? Uh, longest what? Without smoking? Yeah, uh, dude, I don't even know, man. Like less, you know, not even a day for a while. <laughs> really, it's a, it's an addiction. It gets you. Um, how long have you smoked for? Fif- Fifteen years. Wow. Yeah, probably a good time to stop. Yeah, yeah." But again, you know, replace cigarette with pie. It's the same thing. It's yeah. Thing like you're getting quite fat. You should probably stop. You're gonna be. You're gonna be seriously ill. Yeah. I, I like, but I like my burgers. Fuck off. Mm. There green. are positive addictions, though. You know, you can find. You know, you, you could get into. You know, you hear like you know heroin addicts who get obsessed with running. You know, that's the whole thing. You know, yeah. Spotting, isn't it? They they, they do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, you know, I like I, I personally like for sure. I, I don't feel I've ever been severely addicted to something, but I've definitely drank too much. Um, I could say I've been addicted to alcohol without even realizing it. Um, like at the time, I never thought it, but like you know, excessive drinking and 
Uh, not not really excessive drug taking, you know, um, just re- always just recreational. I think yeah. I've had a he- healthy tab on that. But like, yeah, drinking um, and eating shit. Uh, you know, I've just replaced that with with sports. Like now I'm I'm obsessed with all these different sports. And yeah, so far there's no, there's been no negatives. In fact, the only thing is there's been positive outcomes from it. Apart yeah. from, you know, maybe someone might choke me out and (laughs) but that's a learning curve and exactly yeah next time how you might avoid getting choked out yeah well i know i i know how to tap so that's you know (laughs) yeah tapping you're good no yeah you're absolutely right man it's it's about taking that whatever whatever it is that you're addicted to and like i say replacing it with something that becomes habitual in itself i mean that's what i've I've tried to do got a treadmill recently just a little cool cheapy one so yeah i'm trying to utilize that instead and just get back onto the onto the fitter healthier lifestyle <laughs> well you're looking pretty healthy man i don't know maybe it's because of the you it's know you've got the webcam set up nicely yeah. lighting <laughs> i knew i was going to be on camera so i like put just a little base on you know a little light base a little just a little uh, eyeliner or whatever no i'm joking wow you look great yeah you, you look you look younger than i last saw you although last time i saw you was probably at the end of a weekend in a festival in a field yeah. after and everybody looks about three years older for <laughs> wow. at least a week after a decent festival, then. Yeah, I, I feel like I definitely aged myself um, <laughs> doing the festivals like as a job. Are you, are you still doing, are you going to do any more Crucial Lamb stuff or anything or? Um, I would like to. I mean, we've still got the tent and we've still got the yeah. equipment. It's in the UK at, uh, at my friend's uh, parents' farm. So sorry about that. Thank you. I, I promise <laughs> you, yeah, it will, it will come soon. Hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully you're going to bring it out to the Netherlands. And I would really like to put on at least, I'd like to do one festival a year, of, but do the whole thing myself, you know, or with, with the crew, but like, yeah, know, yeah. like um, run the whole thing, a small one. Oh, I've yeah. actually, uh, I've always wanted to do that. I, I don't know how possible this will be. Um, I'd like to do um, a festival in the Netherlands, a festival in Portugal, which is uh, somewhere that I've, I've been looking at um, getting land in Portugal. Mm, um, cool. Uh, it's my, my friend just bought a piece of land there for a thousand euros, a couple of acres of land. Oh, nice. About 800 pounds. <laughs> so, they, like, <clears throat> they needed the investment or is it just like, Hey, do you want a bit of Portugal? Yeah. Uh, sure. It's just so cheap there. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like you can literally buy, you know, a few acre field and, you know, build yourself a little cabin on it and, you know, you can spend a, few, a couple of grand. It's insane. Nice. So like I, I'd like to do something. I, I'm I'm kind well, of just, I'm working. I've just changed my life plan now, and I might have to just go after this. Mate, is like, you know, look that up. <laughs> check <laughs> it out, man. I'll yeah. I'll send you a link to this. Uh, there's a few websites. Um, yeah, with uh, with, with bits of land for sale, and you know anywhere between a thousand and a million. But oh, in so the uh, generally under five grand, you can get nice pieces of land with fruit trees. You know, sometimes with a stream running through it. Yeah. Um, you, you're not there, uh, agricultural land, so you're not allowed to uh, build like you couldn't build a big house on it, but you can build a agricultural building. This is what my friend's done or doing. So, the agricultural building can be a tractor shed, but that can have a kitchen and a bathroom and a bedroom in it. It just That's has to, it. the doors have to be big enough technically to you know, put farm, there's uh, farm machinery in, etc. Yeah. So, like you can build that and live there, or you can build that and have it. There's a really cheap holiday place. It's, it's yeah. Ah, sweet, man. So yeah, I want to kind of, I'd like to, um, the, the goal is to, to set something up there. Um, I, I want to do a, a psychedelic retreat uh, charity where people who are uh, terminally ill 
can go with their partners and uh, have a psychedelic assisted therapy so they can take like um, DMT or LSD or psilocybin okay. or MDMA um, with, uh, with like a, a psychologist or psychoanalyst. Um, Where was that in, um, was it in Canada they've just started? They, they passed that law that that's now, is that passed as a law, I think? Um, looking to, they're trying to? Yeah, they're trying to pass it. There is, uh, it, it's, I mean, it's starting to happen. Uh, I know in Colorado, they've just um, legalized uh, certain psychedelics. So uh, magic mushrooms um, and I think well, a load of a load of psychedelics have been yeah. legalized. Colorado just sounds um, like, like a real, like, out there place oh. doesn't it man like every time anything like that's coming out of america it always seems to start in colorado yeah like, man it's oh, colorado is beautiful as well it's stunning it's like beautiful place it's sparsely populated you know it's not like uh like overrun with people hmm. people there are super chilled and they're really progressive and forward thinking it's yeah yeah I, I i could see myself you know one day settling um in the states or canada really that's you know, they're the like Western Canada, BC, or like, um, yeah, like uh, Washington State yeah. or Colorado or, Calif- or Northern California or Oregon um, are the kind of states I could see myself living in. I love that you've just given yourself a wide range there. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Any of those states will do, and they're all massive. Yeah. They're all like twice the size of Britain, if not more. Oh, ridiculously big. Like, let's, let's have a look at uh, like um, California square miles. Let's have a look, compare that to UK square miles. I like this having a second screen so I can do quick fact checking of things. Quick fact checks. <laughs> um, so California is uh, California is four hundred twenty three, or basically four hundred twenty four thousand square kilometers. Right. Um, it doesn't have my. It doesn't say miles when I search it. And then it, the UK that is all of the UK, um, which is is comes two hundred forty thousand. So it's more than double uh, all of the UK. Um, England is. Uh, 130, so it's like four times the size of England. So one one state, and that's even that's quite a small state. Yeah, you know I mean Texas, shit, Texas is huge. Um, well, I, I saw some random. I don't again. If you got some random fact checker, you can look this one up. But apparently, yeah. <laughs> you, could take, you could take everyone on the planet, put them shoulder to shoulder, and they'd fit in Texas. So look, I'm gonna Google everyone on the planet in Texas. Let's put everybody into Texas. Would that work? Have I just have I told um, the truth? Can everyone on the planet fit Texas? Did you know the world's population could fit in the state of Texas? Amazing yes. as it seems, the entire population of the world can be housed in the US state of Texas very comfortably indeed, with each person enjoying a living far in excess of that now available all, to all but the most wealthy. Whoa. Well, there you go. That is really crazy. Uh, Texas is 700,000 square kilometers. So I can't, I can't imagine Texas being too happy with, with all of those people to no. imagine. <laughs> I think there's a lot of ranchers. Take, which, your, take yourself out of here, boy. <laughs> yeah, welcome around here. <laughs> I think there's, is there more guns than people in Texas? Um, Fuck it, so probably. There. There's more tigers in captivity in Texas than there are in the wild. Oh my God, that is insane. Yeah. I think I, I saw some, I think that was on like Joe Rogan uh, stand up or something. He was talking about that. Oh my God. Madness. Uh, so, okay, Texas doesn't actually have the most um, uh, guns per people. It has, um, let's have a look at this. Texas has 12.8 guns per every thousand. So that's uh, 1.8, uh, the 1.2 guns per every 100. So there's not quite one gun for every person, but that includes children as well. Okay. Um, Wyoming has the most. 
there are 195 guns per every thousand person, which has 114,000 registered firearms in a population of 580,000 people. That's fucking hell, I need it. That's a lot of guns. That's a lot of guns, yeah. Why do you only need one? Really? That I mean, or two maybe. I'll give you a, give you a handgun and, a, and one big gun. You get one handgun, one big gun. That's it. Like you okay. don't need more than that. I I I think yes, that's correct. But then again, like people say, you only need one guitar, and I've got like seven guitars. <laughs> but like you know, I can see my I can, you know what I like to collect things. I could see yeah. myself. You know, once I get I I do enjoy shooting. I've actually got a bow and a uh, crossbow. Nice. Um. And I, I do collect knives. Like I've got some really. Well, I was, really was going to say you can't you, you can't kill someone with a guitar, but you, you easily could kill someone. Oh, you can. Like, I've heard some terrible, terrible musicians. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, suicide at least by guitar. Yeah. You know, like, but yeah, you could. Yeah, you could probably bash somebody with a guitar. Or you know. for, for me, for like probably yourself as well. But like the whole gun culture is just so like just a mystery to me. It's bizarre. Like, because I've never, I've never grown. I've, I've held a shotgun once, I think, when I went clay pigeon shooting, and I was shit at that. So I was like, I'm, this just doesn't interest me at all. Are but you I from just, the countryside? Like, like, uh, not, not proper country, but you know, like <laughs> out in the sticks a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. never really. Yeah, I didn't grow up in a city or anything like that. It was like small, small villages and small towns, kind of, kind okay. of thing. Um, but yeah, I just can't imagine, like, even needing it. You know what I mean? It just it just makes no sense to me, but I think that's the one of the you know, freedoms of America and stuff, isn't it? Like wrapped to bear arms and all that jazz. You know, I, I do I do like the the freedom aspect of American society. You know, I do think that uh, free speech is really really important, and it it shocked me. I didn't really realize wrote rather <laughs> I didn't realize growing up in the UK that we don't actually have free speech, and that it's actually quite restrictive. In what sense? What do you mean? Um, let's have a look. No free speech in the UK. Well, you know, uh, let's have a look. So there are laws around, you know, like where, what you can say, like breaching the peace, for example, you know, like the police um, are pretty... I, I've seen quite a lot of videos about people online who have been saying certain things, you know, in public. Not Not like saying vulgar things in front of like crowds of people, but saying something and the police have said, well, actually this is breach of the peace. You know, you don't, we don't have free speech here in the UK. So don't think you could, people go, well, this is a free country. And the cops go, actually, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Click, click. Come with us. Thank you very much. Here we go. Um, Article 10 of the Human Rights Act in the UK says, everyone has the right of freedom of expression, but this freedom may be subject to formalities, conditions, restrictions, and penalties as prescribed by law. So that oh, essentially yeah, I, I suppose because I, the, is that not relating to like sort of the uh, like hate speech and stuff like that though as well? Because it's interesting that if, if 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 you're not allowed to do, I mean, I know it's changed recently, but like when old Katie Hopkins was really going hell for leather on Twitter and some of the stuff that she was yeah. coming out with, and people again would defend it as free speech and she's she's entitled to say those sorts of things. Well, surely that's like an online breach of the peace. Hmm. It's essentially, you know, if it's if you're going down that route, they could, there should be digital laws, obviously, for what you can and can't say online. But then again, where do you where do you draw the line of what the difference is between freedom of expression, freedom of speech, and then what is then hate hate expression or hate crime or whatever? I think like, that inciting something is where 
I don't know for me, I feel that like that, that's drawing the line. You know, when you you can say that you like you hate a certain kind of person, and okay, I disagree with you, but like I believe like you have the right to at least by you saying that at least brings attention to the fact that you have this fucked up view, and hopefully, yeah, I can create dialogue around it. Most likely not, but like. Um, you know, when people aren't able to express themselves, well, people still have these thoughts. I think it's when you go out and you, you uh, incite, incite acts that are violent or hateful acts. So to be like, you can't just say like, you know, oh, I hate, you know, I hate women. You know, like maybe, maybe you can say you hate women. I'm not saying it's fine to hate women, of course. <laughs> but um, like, you, I feel it's fine to say that. But if you go out and if you say, I hate women, go kill a woman, you know, or like, fuck yeah. it, go, I want to. I, we should stab bitches, you know. Whatever. Yeah, it's the it's the intent behind the words, isn't it? And what where again, somebody that's coming out with some a very strong opinion is has either been manipulated to believe that opinion. Well, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe has possibly been manipulated to believe that. that yeah. Or they or they've they've in their head got a legitimate reason for their opinion. Like maybe they had a bad experience with insert ethnic group here. Do you know what I mean? Or they just kept yeah. getting dumped by woman after woman after woman, and it just turned them into they or not dumped us, but they were just having a bad experience because they got rejected. They, probably yeah. is the most <laughs> they got rejected over and over and over and over and over again, and they just then go, "Well, there must be something wrong with with them, not me." Like, yeah, fucked a lot of it, and that's and that's where serial killers come from, kids. No, that's I don't know. That's where incels come from. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you know, and. It's, it's a shame because like all of these things are that, that we're finding we're blaming external things for these internal issues which mm-hmm. essentially are you know of course maybe you are maybe like you're great inside and women are judging you because you're really grotesque and ugly but <laughs> i think it's probably more likely it's, that you know possibility there you act grotesque and ugly and you've got a tiny cock and you always get <laughs> and you just you know you don't have to teach yeah. women so maybe, maybe you're just harassing the fuck out of them maybe that's the problem like yeah people that that kind of thing i see like people don't like rejection and you know obviously no one likes no, rejection but people not people rather than accept it. It's, it's like that whole thing, you know, like I, I, I hear, I hear guys do it now, you know, like, and I can think of in school, you know, a guy will be like, make a move on a girl. A girl will reject her and he'll be like, fucking slag. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, like, it's, it's something wrong with her. Yeah. Not, maybe, not maybe that the, the lady just isn't attracted to you or doesn't like you. Like, <laughs> oh, no, minutes there's ago, a problem. You with, to... yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it, it's a kind of like that male, especially for like young like when you're coming up as well when puberty hits and all the rest of it you're trying to discover like how how do i approach a member of the the whatever sex it is that i'm attracted to whether oh, whether that's yeah. you know whether you're straight or gay or whatever it is mm-hmm. it's that's all a learning curve always so th- there's going to be like i'm pretty sure that every every guy at some point has made some woman feel not necessarily unsafe, but just a little bit awkward or a bit uncomfortable yeah. because, because you've just been testing the waters. Like you, you, maybe you send a flirty comment or you, 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 try and, you try and be a bit flirty and it just comes out as creepy and fucking weird. And I know that's happened. That's definitely happened to me. Man. Oh, you know for I mean? sure. Like, that's happened to me. Loads of times. Right? And then you just walk away with that. There's two ways for the guy to handle that. Then you either walk away with just your head in your hands and be like, Christ, that was horrendous. I feel like an absolute asshole. <laughs> Or like you were just saying, you blame you blame the person that has rejected you. Yeah. Say like, oh, it's it's your fault. 
and then you end up in an asshole. I think when you're young and insecure, it kind of makes sense. Like, like I, I'm not sure off the top of my head if I have. I'm sure that's happened, but I'm not sure if I've. Uh, blamed, I probably have blamed. I'm, in fact, I I can't think of an example, but I'm pretty sure that I will have blamed at some point it on the girl rejecting me. Oh um, well, yeah, I've, I know sure. I've been in that that headspace before. But but, but like I say, it's, it's when you're younger, you you have you you can get away with those awkwardy moments, and if you don't learn by a certain point, like, okay, yeah. it's not okay to just, <laughs> just go yeah, to talk, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's about treating, like, you, you see this argument on social media platforms and stuff, like with these, some of these, these groups of like, how do we, how do we stop toxic masculinity or, or like sexual harassment or stuff like that? It's like, unfortunately, like sexual harassment or just harassment in general is like a lot of horrible things in the world, probably never going to fully go away. There's always going to be someone along the line that is just yeah. either a little bit tweaked or just is just a bit fucking weird. Yeah. I think it's more about teaching young men, especially, just to respect. It's just a respect thing more than anything. It's respect, yeah. patience, and listening. And if you, if you teach those things, obviously, it's like a lot, a lot more, and it's very simplified, but just having respect and patience and understanding that a it's not all about you so you're not always going to get what you want yeah and b you have to respect the other person's wants and desires and all that and if they're if they, you know if they're all over you wicked if they're being a bit standoffish or whatever it is then then you've got to be able to read and judge those situations otherwise you're just going to end up bitter and resentful that you're not getting what you want <laughs> yeah that's difficult though because you know people play games with each other so, you know, like people play hard to get on purpose, you know, like I've, I've spoken to, you know, like girls that I've, you know, been with and they said, yeah, you know, I caught, like right in the beginning, like, yeah, I wanted, but I wanted to feel you wanting me more. So I, you know, played, you yeah. know, played yeah. this game and, and then, you know, it, am I reading it wrong? Is it like, they're not interested? Do I push it further? If I push it further, is that like, am I then, uh, you know, infringing on their, you know, am I getting all, molesty i don't know yeah. whatever the right word well, for it is <laughs> I, I had one years ago when i was messaging this girl and we, we kind of knew each other a little bit it was like friend of a yeah. friend kind of thing and, and nothing like you know we weren't really being overly flirty or, or, or yeah. into each other or whatever and then randomly one day out of the blue she sent me a uh, message oh, i've just been shopping da, da, da. so i oh, cool you know buying fit nice and then she just sent me a picture of a few sets of underwear that she bought right mm-hmm of all the things, you know, it's not a bag of oranges. It's not no. what you're baking or what you're having for tea. It's your, it's your personals. Yeah. A few more comments. Then like a week or so later, I said, oh, would you maybe like to go link up, go for a drink sometime? She went, oh, I just, I just don't see you that way. <laughs> well, then why in the fuck did you send me a picture of yeah. like, Did you raise that with her? Did you? No, did, I, just, uh, I, just, I just thought, what's, no, what's, what's the fucking point? I mean, it's probably there. Probably isn't a point in raising it. I guess it would create more issues, but I, I do think that like that that kind of thing needs to be addressed in a in a respectful way, you know, like because yeah. like yeah. people just need to communicate more. Like the sexes don't communicate, and um, like there should be. I, I believe there should be at school like classes on adulting. Yeah, know, like yeah. It, what I had no idea how to be a real adult in the big world. You know, like no one told me like yeah not to be selfish all the time no one told me you know how to obviously the sex education you're taught basic you know i fucking put a condom on a carrot i knew how to like 
you know, shag. But like, <laughs> you know, but you know, I, I did that I was, before sex education class even started. I think so. I was gonna say I've just got a little an image now of just little like fourteen year old Ashley like, yeah, I don't have to shag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've put johnnies on carrots. Like I know what it's all about, but I've got it. Oh my god, I've got this stuff down. Well, uh, like I get, I get what you mean. Like absolutely, because stupid things as well, like taxes bank accounts all yes. that sort of jazz yes. like you just get kicked sure. out after school it's like right you did some GCSEs you know you know the basics see you later like off you go into the big wild world How, but, like I'm, I've been shocked with like the number of my friends I've like maybe gone on holiday or lived with temporarily you know like I know I've lived in a bunch of like squats and stuff with people and like people who generally did not know how to use a washing machine hmm. or how to turn on an oven and like Generally, guys, like, um, you know, which, again, is probably in some kind of inherent sexism where, you know, maybe their household, the... Just always, the, yeah, it was women um, that, that did the washing up, so the guys just never bothered to learn kind of thing. Which is or just, just... Or just expected it of her, which is, yeah. again, like I say that. And then they feel like, you know, and at some point, one, you know, you're in a house and it's like, oh, yeah, have got to wash your clothes. And I'm like, shit, like, you know, and I've had, like, people come to me and ask me, embarrassed... Like, how do I, how do I use the washing machine? Yeah. And like, don't worry, I'll show you how to do it. You know, mummy's got you covered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you don't, and you don't want to feel like a prick either and turn around and be like, really? Like, yeah, I always do. But... Just... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I shouldn't, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to give someone a bit of stick and it's like, come yeah. on. Like, I had it a few weeks ago, I was at work and someone walked past me, a couple of customers. And I heard this woman say to her mum, a grown woman, it's not like not like a little girl or anything. She went, Mum, what's in burgers? What? Yeah. I was like, well, hey, just flip the packet over it or fucking tell yeah. it right away. Like beef. Yeah. There you go. Like just squash Whoa. some beef into a patty. That's it. I was like, how do you not know what's in a but how have you got how this old far? Are you? Was this oh, a person? Like roughly 20 mid-20s. Holy shit. Oh my god. With kids. God. With kids as well. Yeah, I think there's an issue with um with people breeding who maybe <laughs> shouldn't breed. I mean, I might come across that's, a bit like dude, a, that's that's starting a conspiracy theory right there, but <laughs> like there's definitely people that shouldn't breed. That's that's just eugenics. That's that's what we don't want. Yeah, I I feel like <laughs> instantly put myself in the kind of Hitler bracket there. So yeah. uh it's out there. I've just said it on the internet, but I don't actually necessarily mean like just I should stop people breeding. Tweet an apology. Um, I just think we should think. Well, that's a problem. You know, maybe in ten years' time, this podcast will, you know, <laughs> they will, f- they'll end me. You know, the the I'll be seen as the uh, as a heralding leader of a, the left, and then at some point, someone will be like, "Do you see episode fifteen of Shifty Perspective?" Yeah. When back in twenty twenty, when he fucking said that people shouldn't <laughs> have babies because they can't read burger packets, bloody Nazi. Yeah. You know, like, but imagine if you weren't on that platform, you'd be like, "Yeah, I was vindicated, man. I told you, I, I did it. I did it the right way." <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly yeah <laughs> oh my god um i'm quite surprised we've i'm just looking now we've done well over an hour already this is ah, great awesome. um is there anything you want to like chat about anything you want to cover you know no. um, um i said, well, said no like like that <laughs> like, um, okay fine <laughs> bye See you cheers thanks everybody see ya um, yeah uh, what about your um your what's your plans with the comedy once lockdown starts are you, you going to start doing nights you yeah abs- absolutely nights? um yeah i'd like to again um 
hopefully it was a great little cafe in Worcester. So if you're ever in Worcester, come through to uh, Paradiddles, real nice little independent cafe they got down there that I was um, doing the nights on. So cool. once they're the social distancing thing works out or whatever it's, it's a really it's it's really nice but it's a very intimate venue so mm-hmm. the room is quite small so to try and do any sort of distancing might yeah. limit you to i mean literally the, the capacity for that one was like it's about 30 people so it's real nice because when you get like the good laughs it fills the room it yeah. sounds you know gives a big sound but um if you were doing any social distancing in there fucking i don't know five people six people maybe which isn't quite the same um, no, you don't really want to be because, like, if 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 not everybody laughs, then it's really shit. Oh, you know, like, yeah. you got a room where there's like fifty people in, and a few people laugh, then that can still fill the room. But like, you know, well, I had this this uh, gig when I I'd first first started, and I'd maybe done three three little ten minute slots, so I had thirty minutes of stand up under my belt, and then through um, someone that my missus was working with. She was putting on a baby, uh, yeah, baby shower for or a bridal shower or something for her and like eight of her girlfriends. And my missus had mentioned that I'd started comedy. She's, like, oh, I really like some comedians there. So she got in touch with me to go to this bridal shower, um, a baby shower, sorry, um, and and host. What is that, by the way? Sorry, a baby shower is that where they where they that's where they give. Oh, like presents and stuff. Yeah, not showering a baby. That's really twisted. Like really strange. Yeah, we want a baby by the ankles and just (laughs) clean this baby. It's the atheist baptism. (laughs) (laughs) You shower a baby and someone tells jokes at it. You know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Sorry. Go on. So that's all right. Through a baby shower. Yeah. So so I I I fucking. I got like three or four people together that had done a few, they'd been at my nights and then a few like five minutes here. And I said, oh, you know, pay gig. We'll get like, you know, 20 quid each or whatever. And we'll go and do these jokes. But I turned up and like I said, there was like six, uh, eight, eight women there. All very, yep. uh, not, not posh as such, but like quite doled up, like very well to do. Mm. A lot of gold on the table, a lot of gold and white and bling. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I got there and I instantly shit myself because I was like, they're not, I'm just going to, this is, I'm going to bottle. I'm going to bottle this. I know I am. I'm going to bomb. And yeah, I, was, I, was, I had my little cards and I was all ready and da, 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 da. Walked out, introduced myself, like said what we're going to do. And we got a few, like, you know, a few comedians for you. And as I started, just instantly forgot everything. Everything that I'd planned just went, well. Oh, so I was just stood with this microphone, just looking at these like eight very heavy plasticine faced fucking oh women just look at his make us laugh then come on boy chop to it chop to oh, it oh no just, just completely bottled it so yeah so, <laughs> so what did, did you say anything or did you just go goodbye thank you i kind of went back to my cards a little bit and tried to like fluff my way through whatever little material i had about but i mean fucking the hardest part is i got nothing to relate to these women about i, I haven't got any kids I, yeah you know, I, mean, I, I don't really know what they're about and there's like eight of them so trying to make eight women laugh on some random Sunday afternoon hmm. while they're all sipping tea and eating bits of cake and stuff. They were nice I'm enough. You know, they, were, they were pleasant. They were friendly. But it just you can't really be like them. making like, you know, fucked up jokes, like no dead baby jokes, you know, that kind exactly. of thing. <laughs> exactly. Kind of like I, I didn't want to go too dark with anything. So I was just trying to basically <sighs> take the piss out of myself. And, I'll, you know, like, that's what I do most of the time anyway when I'm doing it. Cool. It's mostly just about being bold. But, um, okay. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it just it just completely flopped. So my let my my point there was like in a long answer to your earlier question. 
I just need more practice, man. You know, like so. Yeah, yep. I'm eager, I'm eager to get back out and and just keep keep trying. Keep well, practicing. I can't wait to see you see you on stage because I've you know I've seen you a lot of times on stage as a musician, and you're always you're funny when you're on stage as a musician. <laughs> you know, so. I mean, obviously. You're also a skilled musician. I'm not. You're you're funny in your presence. You know, you're you've got a way of your words. So I can only imagine that the na- next natural transition is to stand up comedy. And you know, yeah, everyone everyone knew it. You know that. Every everyone thinks that. <laughs> you know. I spoke to loads of people before, and they said the same. I just need to write more shit, man. That's what it is. Because yeah, my man. trouble is, is like I get it in my head, and I'm like, oh, that'd be really. You know, I've got something now. I could work with that. That could be like a joke somewhere. But then I'm, an, I'm I just I never write it down. I think, oh, I'll remember that later, and you never do. You know, I mean, when you get those moments of inspiration, it's never the same when you try and come back to it. Yeah. Even 10 minutes later, you're like, shit, I should have yeah. put something down. So I've got like loads of bits of paper all over the place that just say random, like two, like, I don't know, goose in a hat or something fucking just, just random. And I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking about then? No, you should get a dictaphone. Yeah. Yeah. I tried it on like, my, my phone, but again, I, I'm just a lazy fuck, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just go to work. I don't I, I want to ask actually before we uh, wrap this up. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask about motion. What's happening with the album? Obviously, I know you guys have uh, parted ways, right? You're, I guess because you moved, you're not. Yeah, well, I, the only the main reason for that was because obviously I'm going to be moving away, so I didn't want to hold anything anything back. Um, yeah. Not that I, you know, really thought I, I would or anything, but I didn't want to store anything coming out. Yeah. So, in all honesty, man, like I, unfortunately, I'm not the person to ask with the album because I'm. I'm I think it's ready. I think like the new album's ready. Like they're just I've been waiting, waiting for so until... long. <laughs> but yeah, sorry about it. Um holy shit. So yeah, unfortunately I'm I'm I haven't got much information for you on that. Um because like I said, when when all the lockdown started, I've I i have not even I haven't seen the guys for well, yeah, since before lockdown. Um oh, damn. so yeah, I'm I'm completely out of the loop, man. Pester them, get get onto them and be like, oi, nubheads. Get them on here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? Like, I would love to, when, when the album drops, to get them all on, if possible. Yeah. I don't know about all. I mean, it could be pretty hectic. Um, you know? Just do it as, like a, as a rotation. Just have one guy for here and then just whip them around. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> five yeah. minutes each. Yeah. I'm not sure how it... I think one mic would be better because everyone's speaking. And what is that? There's 13 rappers or 12 oh, rappers? And how many? It's. I don't know if it's grown altogether. Yeah, there's, I think it's like eight or eight or nine rappers, and then you got two. DJs. Oh, and then the DJs, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Some yeah, it's a big group. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, I have had a lot of fun, and yeah, this man. has actually flown flown by. I I really have wanted you on here for ages. We've done an hour and fifteen minutes, which is actually one of the longest podcasts so far, which is great. Ah, thank you, brother. No, I've, I've yeah, um, enjoyed myself. And thank you for your time. Listening or watching enjoys the ramblings as well. <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure they will um thank you so much uh, guys thank you for listening you've been listening to uh, daniel grimwood on shifty perspective i will post any of his concerts uh, comedy shows once lockdown is lifted back yeah. online uh check out um motion enterprise his former rap crew that he was a member of um that he beatbox and raps on this has been a real pleasure and uh check us out next week um every week on sunday this has been shifty perspective thank you very much <laughs>